0: stand our feet, let's get ready to worship him.
1: Do you believe that? And has awakened us this morning. In other words, are you all awake You ready? Can we all get out of bed this morning? Get out of bed, th- okay? Yeah?
0: Yeah, come on, we're ready this morning. Who's hungry for him? Come on. If you're hungry, just put out your hands. the fire in the morning, you're the cool in the evening, the breath in my soul, the life in my body, there is no hesitation, in your love and affection, it's the sweetest of all. is how you hard. Thank you. Declare this, you have no rival have no rivals.
1: Shout of praise this morning, church.
0: Alright. Welcome to church everybody. Welcome to Sunday. We're glad you're here. Um, you see someone new, let's do let's why don't we just go back to traditional ways. Try to get some, you know, five hugs, five handshakes.
2: Come on. How's everybody doing today? Oh, my goodness. Did you hit your hug quota? Good. I want to no make way. sure. No way? Just keep going. It's not enough. It's not enough. You said
3: five. Five is still not enough. That's a lot of hugs you for gotta some you got to save people. some hugs for later. Are you sure? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. all right.
2: Well, Good
3: morning. <laughs> I'm so glad to see you.
2: I, I am, too. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. I think about it like two years ago. We were standing up here. And we unveiled the logo for the first time. Mm. And uh, I bawled like a baby. Who was here for that? Got a few people? Yeah. Come on. Amen. Amen. Who has become family since then? <laughs> there it is. There so it cool. is. Come on. Yeah, so that was good. such
3: a crazy day. So for those that weren't here two years ago, um, God, God is so faithful, right? And he'll give you words and promises. And you don't ever really mm. know, like, not usually, anyway, how they're going to come to be, like, a real deal, right? And so God had kind of dropped this thing in our heart, like, this time last year, or this time two years ago, but a couple months prior, that we were going to launch our own church. And we were like, "Um,
2: (laughs) Who thought of that? That's cute,
3: God. (laughs) You're so fun that you believe in us that way. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, we did not know what that would look like. And then um, the leaders that we were serving – Under, at that time, um, chose, they kind of sought God and chose to honor what God was doing and um, what God had put in our hearts. And we had not told them what God had told us. And then they basically came and said, hey, we're launching you as a church. Okay, ready or not, here we go, kind of a thing. And (laughs) it was so intense and so crazy, but God is faithful, and it's for you guys. That is why... We said yes to that, right? It was scary, super scary because it was, like, new. and I mean, that was before COVID. So we didn't know COVID was just around the corner, right? Yes. Um, But, yeah, we we do all of this for you and for the Lord because we care about you guys and we want you to know how much Jesus cares about you as well.
2: That's right. That's right. So on three, happy birthday. Are you ready? (laughs) One, two, three, happy birthday. Oh, so good. So good. Two years old.
1: For those of you that are watching
2: online, because I know half of California moved out of California, (laughs) we love you. I know some of you were here in person two years ago. Thank you for your support. Thank you for making this church your home. We're glad that you're with us and watching online. It's awesome. And we would like to continue our worship in tithes and offerings, huh?
3: Absolutely. Let's
2: do that. Yes. Let's do that. You know, God's, God's generosity is so much bigger than ours. Did you know that? You can't outgive God. Tell your neighbor you can't outgive God.
3: You can't outgive God.
2: You can't outgive God. No matter how much you pour out, He pours out a blessing. And God just pours out blessing after blessing after blessing. And we are a testimony standing up here of what God can do. It's amazing, isn't it? Just to look out and think about and the crazy last year and a half that we've all had. It's
3: pretty surreal. Woo. So
2: as we pray over our tithes and offerings this morning, I, I pray that you brought your offerings going, God, I'm ready. I want to see you move. I want to see you move in a huge way. So let's pray this morning. Father God, we just thank you. We thank you for the opportunity to give in your house. God, to, to show uh, our honor and gratitude for how good you are. Mm-hmm. Lord, I'm so amazed that when, when you gave us the ability to go and earn an income that you only asked for 10%. Mm-hmm. So, Father, we honor you with that 10% and then some. Lord, go and touch the nations. Let us see a move of God that's never been seen before through our generosity and that spirit that you gave when you gave your son for our our iniquities. So, God, we just thank you and give you the glory right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Yes, so everybody that's online, if you'd like, you can join us on the interactive church site. Just go to our website, livingstones.tv. And there's a link there for Interactive Church and we, we get to chat with you and talk with you on there. For those of you that are on Facebook, I know we got some cool people on there too. I'll say hi to in a minute. They're all cool. They're all cool. All of them. <laughs> even the ones watching on YouTube that I can't see Even the tell, ones that don't watching.
3: come up on your Facebook feed because it's, it's so true. He does not get like I half don't of get the things, all of them. but that's all right.
2: Yeah. So comment on my thing right now. So he I does love you, you, I promise, I even if he doesn't say your name. I do.
3: Okay, so if this is your first time here or maybe your second or third, and you have not filled out one of these. They are available at the information desk or um, new guests. I don't know what. We talked about it yesterday. There's a table
2: what, behind that curtain right there. there. Go see somebody it over there. It has an official name. Tell them you love them, and they'll give you a card and fill yes, that out. Yes, we
3: have a gift for you, and we just want to connect with you and know how we can love on you and support you, serve you, and just be in community together. So.
2: Yeah, you know what the gift is today?
3: What is it? In and Oh, they don't have to all fill this out, though.
2: No, not not everybody that's here has to fill that out. If you haven't filled that out yet, but it's that's the gift today. I'm okay. I'm fired but up. if
3: you do fill it out and it's yeah. your first time, then we'll have a gift for you next week. Yep, yeah. they'll prepare it and yeah, have it ready right. for you we'll next week. Have a week. gift for you next
2: week. Another just gift. Just so that you're not gift. confused. Yes. So good. So, so good. wait,
3: tell me about In-N-Out. In-N-Out, it's
2: it's it's this wonderful thing that the Lord made. It's like manna from heaven times a thousand. It's like double-double blessing.
3: A double-double blessing.
2: Like
3: animal-style blessing? Yeah,
2: yeah. So, so, exactly. I don't think it works like that. Oh, that's what I, we need the animal-style anointing in this church. Oh,
3: my gosh.
2: That's what we need. Be careful what
3: you pray for, Pastor. I don't know.
2: (laughs) Oh, so, so good. (laughs) Scary. It helped me grow into twice the man that I am today. You
3: are twice the man. You were.
2: Yeah, two years ago. Yeah, it's true. I used to be the skinny little guy. Absolutely. yep, yep. So, no, In-N-Out is available after church. They are beginning, we just got text that they're beginning to pre-make some burgers and get them all ready for us um, so that we can have that at 1130. So, you are going to make sure that I stop preaching at 1130, okay? You'll be like, I want to see everybody looking at their watch at like, 11.28. 11.28. He's, he's going
3: to preach this shortest message ever. I'm certain of it because he's going to be like, double, oh, this, double, let's go.
2: You got it's It's, it's, it's bad. You got to pray, go. pray for me. You got to pray for me. I'm like a moth to the flame. Like the, I saw the truck come out and I just started running after it like a kid. with. You like, don't run, honey. Okay, I walked quickly. I walked okay, all quickly. All right,
3: all right. Reel it in, reel it in. Reel it in. Wow.
2: Anyway, he did, he did. Anyway. Oh my gosh. Gracious.
3: All right. So youth this week. Youth is on Tuesday nights for middle school and yeah, high schoolers. So you are um welcome to plug into that. That is always so much fun. He's they, preaching this week. I am preaching. You I forgot are. about that actually. Yeah,
2: don't forget. They, I know. They might it'll not be like fun. I know.
3: It'll be so good to see everybody. So invite a friend. It's gonna be so awesome. You can find all of the details on the Church Center app. If you don't have the Church Center app, definitely um, get that because it has all of the event details, location, time, all of the fun things that will be helpful it's for true.
2: you. It's true. It's true. Where are my men at? Give me a grunt. Ooh, ooh that sounded mean. That sounded mean today. They're come serious. on. We got Fight Club men's group this Thursday. You don't want to miss that. We're getting deep. We're getting, getting into places. We can't talk about it, ladies. It's Fight Club. You don't talk about That's number one rule of Fight Club. We don't talk about Fight Club. But it's going to be epic. So come and if you're a man. You'll be there. If you're not, we won't see you. Oh, my gosh. It's okay.
3: <laughs> no, if, if they aren't a man, then they
2: need to be there. But women, that doesn't apply.
3: No, I'm just saying, like, if they're, like, males
2: oh, or males. boys,
3: then they probably oh. need to be there. Oh,
2: then they could become a man. Exactly. It's true. So I just want to clarify. There's not that much blood, you guys. It's totally fine. Oh, my gosh. It's totally fine.
3: All right. And also this Friday we have Praying Wives Group, which is a group for um, wives that are committed to praying for their husbands. It's not just like two hours of us praying. It's two hours of us learning and mm. being able to grow and iron sharpen iron on. to be able to fight for our marriages. Maybe and that should
2: have been Wednesday so the men would come on Thursday. <laughs> I don't know. But you should get there. The lady, that's, that's probably, can I go to Praying Wives Group? Mm-mm. No.
3: Okay. Nope. Well, you can start praying so husband's group. That would be church. really great. I
2: don't know about that.
3: <laughs> don't you think, ladies? Yeah. yeah.
2: Praying husband's group. All yeah, right. I think so. That, that sounds way better than Fight Club. <laughs> anyway.
3: Was that facetious?
2: What? No. No. you gosh. Call
3: things okay, <laughs> anyway, missions, you're taking yes, a long time. I am. I'm you're so chatty time. today. I am.
2: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If our missions team, like, we are excited. We have a lot of different missions uh, partnerships. And one of those is the Slave Free Project. We love working with the Slave Free Project. For those of you that know what it is, that's why you're shouting. For those of you that don't know what it is, it's the fight against human trafficking. And so, we love it. We get to be hands, lift up the arms that are out doing the work, kicking doors down and and rescuing girls, and it's absolutely incredible. Um, Be a part of that for sure. Our Mm -hmm. Tijuana Christian Mission.
3: Yeah, so Tijuana Christian Mission, or TCM, you might hear us call it, is a orphanage down in Tijuana and also Rosarito. And we have made a monthly commitment to go down and just love on the teenagers. So, they have two different locations, and one of the locations, which is in Tijuana, is um, all teenagers. And so, we go down and just love on them with, play basketball and um, games and we cook lunch for them and it's super fun so if you're interested in going we have a a meeting every month um, for that and so just kind of keep your ears open for details on that
2: and another one we don't talk a lot about because we haven't been able to go yet in so long because of COVID but uh, we also have a big heart for Estonia which is in Europe and and uh, we love going over there and loving on those, those guys. Sometimes they're on here watching, too. So we love you, Estonia. Um, hope you're doing amazing. And then, you know what? We'd, I didn't put in here, which is not going to be honoring to Danny because she did. Um, did she do amazing on all amazing. the slides? Amazing. Oh, my goodness. Everything looks incredible. <laughs> it's
3: so cool.
2: Everything looks incredible. But we, if you have musical talent and oh. a heart for worship, Ooh. we would love for you to be a part of the team. And, and there's many different ways you can be a part of the team, but you, you need to try out if you're talented. If you're not talented, there's chords to rap and things like that, you know. Um, that's where they <laughs> send me wrong. most of the time. It's true. And they're like, here, put the, pastor, just stop plugging things in. You can't even. Uh, anyway, I got kicked off the worship team, you guys. And so I talked enough. They put me on the platform to stop preach instead. Stop it, Whatever. But anyway, if you'd like to be a part of our worship team, um, these, these three up here that we're standing right here, those are our worship leaders. Go and see them. They'll get you hooked up and uh, go and hang out with them. Go go to some of the different things and try out. It would be amazing.
3: Yes, and if being on the platform isn't your thing, yeah. there are lots of other ways that amazing you can serve ways. and right. be a part. I know Kids Ministry is Come an on. incredible um, opportunity for you to love on the kids. If you're interested, like in Tijuana, to go love on the Come kids on. down in Mexico, or interested in youth, that kind of thing, um, that is an amazing opportunity to just love on our next generation, right? That secures the future church. Do you guys know that? That's right. And so I just wanna urge all of us to not be passive about serving in kids ministry. Mm. Like we have a responsibility as a church to serve and to love and to pour into that generation to secure the future of this church and the church in general, right? So it was not in the notes, but I'm just gonna say. that's right.
2: It's not in the notes. Yeah, we're going off notes. It's probably like a premonition of what's about to happen today. Who knows? Boom. We'll see what happens. Download the Church Center app if you haven't already. Definitely do that. You're going to have everything to be able to sign up for and be a part of and do all that stuff. Now everybody clap for my beautiful bride because she's amazing.
3: Thanks, guys. (laughs) I was just going to say we love you so much, and I know today's a fun day, and we're celebrating two years of being in church, and... We just want to say, without crying, right?
2: Mm. <coughs> I did my crying earlier. <sighs> when you saw the it. in and out truck. Yes.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but we just want to say, it has been an absolute honor and privilege to to serve you mm. and to love you and to Amen. be a part of your lives and to see what God has done in each and every every one of your lives, to know your stories, to see the promises that God has made to you, to see what's next, and to be praying and along the journey with you. It's been our honor, and we talk about you guys constantly (laughs) Um, because we just love you so, so, so much, and um, we just pray that we have many more years together that we can just celebrate and worship and praise God together. So just want to say that.
2: Love you. Paper Bibles in the house tonight or today? This morning? My still see. Did you push my button? I I oh my batteries are dead. This one is red. That one's red too. Yeah. I'm all red up here, boys. Check check. It's working for a minute. All right, we'll start with that for now. Thank you, Jimbo. This is Jim, everybody. Jim's awesome. Jim does not like to be the center of attention and I love Jim. Everybody say, we love you, Jim. Did you see how fast he put those batteries in there? He's like, forget this, get me out of here. I love you, Jim. We get to do whatever we want, right? Come on. So it's my birthday. I'll cry if I want to. Come on, somebody. Some people are old enough to know what that is. Good, good. All right. Paper Bible people, where are you at? Let's let's get back to that. Let's see. Ooh, that's a good one. I like that teal one back there. Ooh, what's that one? That one's pretty. Do you have two Bibles or is that your notepad too? Come on. Goodness, they just bring extra Bibles to church. You're like, which version is it today? And then they just pull out that version, you know. Anyway, awesome. Paper Bible people, where are my electronic Bible people at? Where are the most blessed electronic Bible people at? There they are, yeah, Samsung people. But the rest of you, you know, it's all good. Your upgrade's coming. It's coming. Anyway, awesome. Well, I'm excited to get in the Word today. Go ahead and turn to Hebrews chapter 11. That's where we're going to be at today. Do I have any Marvel fans in here? Got a few Marvel fans? Has anybody been watching the What If series? Been enjoying that. Oh my goodness, it's so much fun seeing all the different versions of what could have happened and and what's happening in all these other dimensions with with the Marvel Universe. And I I had so much fun with that. So tell your neighbor today's message is titled, What If? What If? What If? if? Awesome. And if you would like, you can go into the UVersion Bible app and follow along. All my notes and stuff are in there. You can take notes in there, save it. There's small group questions at the very bottom. Lots of cool stuff to get in there. Um, But while we're here, this, how, who's enjoyed this series so far, Basket Case? Has it been cool? This is, this is week three. So if you haven't caught the other two weeks, go online, go on YouTube, go check them out. Um, the last two weeks have been awesome. So much fun getting to God's word. It's all been based on this scripture right here. Matthew 5, uh, verse 14. It says, you are the light of the world like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. Verse 15, no one lights a lamp then puts it under a basket instead a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house and in the same way let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father ah we've been getting rid of some baskets haven't we oh just getting rid of some baskets getting rid of how many people have gotten rid of some baskets over the last couple weeks yeah will your spouse confirm it just wanted to check. Oh, good. I will. Thank you. Chelsea said I will confirm that she got rid of her baskets. Any No, I'm just kidding. She I can't even see her baskets cuz my baskets are so big, but you know, we're we're working on that. We're working on that. But we're getting rid of baskets. Say I'm getting rid of baskets. All right. Who's in Hebrews chapter 11? Verse 1 says, "Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see." Verse 2 Through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. Verse 3, by faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. Father God, we just thank you for your word this morning. God, we thank you that we get to come together and celebrate two years as a church together. And Father, I pray that there's just many, many more great years ahead of us. God, as we enjoy in and out and those things, Lord, we just thank you for the blessings that you've poured out on this house, that we've been able to be a blessing to our community and people around us. God, we're just thank you and grateful. In Jesus', in Jesus name we pray. Amen. Ah, oh, I have a question. Where are we entrusting our what if? Where are we entrusting our what if? You ever say what if? You ever think about, like, what if this happens? What if that happens? I got to get my hair cut, uh, I was so grateful, oh my gosh, I felt like a werewolf. Like, Do I have any military guys, where are my military guys at? And ladies, that's right, you, you just, don't, you won't apply in this part, just because it. you don't cut your hair the same way as me, but but for, for my military guys, like, I, it drove me nuts when I got out of the military, and if I started growing my hair out, and it touched my ears. Anybody get irritated when your hair touches your ears, where, where are my guys at? My my ladies, it doesn't apply as much, does it? Yeah, it's not quite the same. But it would bother the heck out of me when I, my hair would touch my ears, and and then and then I got asked a few years back. They said, uh, Pastor Justin, why why do you get a high and tight? I said, Oh, you know my my military background. And they said, So what happened to your face? And I was I I, I said, uh, Well. I, I've I've still got my high and tight, but I've got a little bit of rebellion. You know what I'm saying? Right? Has anybody got a little a bit of rebellion? You know? Come on! I gotta let the rebellion grow out a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Come on! I need. Where are my bearded men at? Not saying amen. Fight Club guys. Fight Club. That's that's the answer. Your 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 build your beard will grow more at Fight Club. That's what happens. As we're reading in Hebrews, I love this this whole chapter. If I were you, I would. Go home and read the entire chapter. I'm going to give you a synopsis, but read that whole chapter of chapter 11 because it's just full of one victory after another after another, and it's talking about the faithfulness and having faith with God. And you know what I look at? I look at two years of Livingstone's Church, and you know what I see? Faithfulness after faithfulness after faithfulness after breakthrough after breakthrough. I'm, as I look around the crowd, I see breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough. I've watched so many breakthrough, right? Come on. I've watched so much breakthrough in this place. And if I didn't look at you right in the face, I meant you too. Okay. But there's so much breakthrough in your life. Mike, is good to see you, buddy. Come on. Mike and Anastasia Beal. I don't get to see Mike very often. Welcome to church, buddy. So good. He usually has to work on Sundays. But it's birthday day, right? You you just took vacation so you could, that's in and out. It's worth it. It's worth it. Vacation days just for in and out. Amen. Oh, it's so good. What are we in entrusting our what if to? In verse 4, it says, it was by faith Abel brought his gift to God. Verse 5, it says, it was by faith Enoch was taken to heaven without dying. Verse 7, it was by faith that Noah built the ark. Verse 8, it was by faith Abraham left his home for a land that God had promised. In verse 11, it was by faith Sarah had a child when she was barren and old. Listen, you guys. When you look at your circumstances and you look at the things going on, somebody say, it was by faith. By faith. Can I tell you that Livingstone's Church exists because of the faith of people? Are you with me? Because anybody, was anybody, like, sleeping for the last year and a half and missed the whole pandemic? And, and, and maybe you were, did you come last year for the first year, you know, with in and out Who was here for that one? Did we have some key people that came for the birthday? Where's Tony at? Where are you at, Tony? There, Oh, you're right in front of me. Goodness gracious. Goodness gracious. I, I couldn't, I didn't notice you without your, your seat going, like, up and down like your car out there. That was so awesome. I was, I, I was looking at In-N-Out truck, and then I saw your car, like, I was like, dude. That's legit. He can get all the way to, like, the drive through window, just like, you know. Anyway. But, Tony, you, that was your first service, wasn't it? Yeah, at our birthday last year, and here you are a year later. Come on. God is so good. I just love it. It's one thing after another. It was by faith. But you know what? It's because they trusted their what if in God. Because you know what? There's a lot of us that were dealing with our what ifs in different ways. You know, like I was talking about being at the, at the barber shop this week. I was talking with uh, this mother and a son and she was telling me that she wouldn't let her, their kids go and play on their bikes and things because she said, what if they crash and then we'd have to go to the hospital and, and put they'd be around people with covid and something terrible could happen. What if? And I just I said, yeah, I totally understand. And I hear you, man, that, I, that would be a hard thing to deal with. But in my soul, I was thinking, goodness gracious, if we hang our what if on what might go wrong, we'll never do anything. Are you with me? And, and if she's listening to this, I love you, and I'm not trying to talk bad about you. And um, if, you, if somebody sends this to you one day, you know, I just want you to know that I love you. But there's more. Are you with me? There's more. Because by faith, right, I can only look at these stories and think about, think about Noah, right? We named our son Noah. But when I think about Noah, and he's like, I'm going to build a boat in the middle of nowhere for something called rain that has never happened before. Are you with me? Come on. Somebody said, but by faith, right? But by faith, right? When, when God's asking you to do something that seems impossible, doesn't seem to make sense at all, and somebody says, but by faith, I'm going to believe for more. But by faith, I'm going to see God's goodness. How many people were looking at, no, it took him a long time to build that boat in the middle of nowhere. I'm sure these people are walking by going, oh, it's just crazy Noah. There he goes, building a boat in the middle of nowhere. Buddy, there's no water around here. I don't know what you're doing. Is anybody with me? Right? It's kind of like building a church in the middle of a parking lot for a whole year. (laughs) People drive by like, do you know you can go to churches that are inside of a building? (laughs) Right? Are you with me? Come on, somebody. It's, it, it's believing God at his word. These things are awesome. They like, just surprise me every time. Just never know. Just never know. Come on, somebody. By faith, my stage will stand. By faith. Pastor Justin did not fall through the stage. Here's the first point this morning for my note takers. I will live a life of faith. I will live a life of faith. I will live a life of faith you know what happens when you live a life of faith? You're going to scare the crud out of yourself over and over and over again. Do you understand that? Now, some of us were like, yeah, that sounds good. Can I tell you, Americanized Christianity is so full of a lack of faith. Oh, goodness gracious. Well, what if it doesn't happen? What if it doesn't work? What What if things don't happen the way I expect them to Come on. All of a sudden, that's lack of faith. You know what? We, I got to see a whole lot. I, I figured out real fast who actually believed and who didn't when when the church had to go outside, when we had to figure things out. Ooh. Oh, that hurts some people's feelings. It's all right. Just own it. Just own it. Right? It's, it's all good when it's convenient, huh? It's, it's easy to have faith when faith is convenient. Are you with me? It's, you know, I have faith every time that I go to In-N-Out, it's going to be delicious because it's conveniently, it always is. Are you with me? Are you with me? Come on. But faith isn't convenient. When I look at these stories, the faith isn't convenient. Faith, Faith doesn't make sense. I mean, all of them. One thing after another. Abraham leaving his home for a land that God promised. You left it all behind. What are you going to do? What's going to happen, right? You ever, you ever go to somebody, I've got this plan, right? I'm going to go do this amazing. And then they say, how are you going to do it? And you're like, I don't know that part. I'm not sure. Now, there's a difference between just going off and doing something because you feel like it. But when God said, when God said, come on. When we started, when we took over this church and it was a, it was a video campus, we used to put that screen all the way down to the floor and, and watch somebody preach up on the video screen, and, and it, it was it, I, I totally thought we'd probably get more people if we served popcorn. <laughs> no one agreed with me, so it's like all right, I guess we'll just do it this way. But I remember a few years ago when we started out that way. Everybody everybody that I met, because I, I like to connect with people. You like anybody like to connect with people? Where, where are my extroverts at? We got some extroverts. Where are my introverts at? you won't even raise your hand, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like, come on, right? Like, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm an introvert by nature, but I love connecting with people and seeing who people are, and I'd connect with other pastors in the local area, and I remember connecting with a pastor in the local area who had been here for almost a decade at that time, and I, I remember saying, like, oh, man, I'm excited to do this, and he's like, well, just so you know, it's gonna be really hard ground. It's really hard to build a church here, and I was like, goodness gracious, all right, well, thank you for the encouragement. Is anybody with me? Right in the middle of all that encouragement, I, I just didn't know what to do with myself. And, but you know what, I, I remember talking with Chelsea. I said, you know what, we're going to believe. We're going to believe. We're going to believe. We're going to believe. We walked into this church and we had, I, I remember the, our, our congregation, they were so loving and so caring. They're like, Pastor Justin, so you know, there's usually only about 30 people will come during the summer. I was like, oh, is that right? I said, can I ask you a question? The churches down the street that, that seat hundreds of people, how many, how many people go to those churches during the summer? He said, oh, I don't know. I guess probably half of what they had. So, so if they started with 2,000, then they only have 1,000 now, huh? Yeah, they only have 1,000. I said, do you think we could have 1,000? I never thought of that. What if? What if we, we messed up the whole thing and we accidentally grew during summer? What would people do? Oh, goodness. We, it's hard ground. What if, what if we got to work and started breaking the hard ground and pouring water on it? Come on. What if we started loving our community? What if we trusted God to do so much more with our effort than we ever thought we could? Are you with me? Is anybody with me this morning? Ooh, I will live a life of faith. Hebrews 11, verse 13. All these people died. Oh, that's That's encouraging. Who wrote this message anyway? All these people died still believing what God had promised them. They did not receive what was promised, but they saw it all from a distance and welcomed it. They agreed that they were foreigners and nomads here on earth. Verse 14, obviously, people who say such things are looking forward to a country they can call their own. Come on, is anybody looking forward to Living Stones building someday? Come on, somebody. Looking forward to a country they call their own. Verse 15. If they had longed for the country they had come from, they could have gone back. Oh, I tell people all the time. Hey, if you don't like it here. You can go back. You can go somewhere else. It's okay. Is anybody, I've gotten so many people. Don't tell people that. Then they'll leave. I'm like, it's okay if they leave. I hope they go back to another church. My son, we were driving out. there putting out the signs this morning. And he saw Access Church right next door. And he says, oh, people shouldn't go to Access Church. And I'm like, son. I want people to go to Access Church. And he said, but Dad, don't you want them to come to our church? I said, people will come to our church, but I hope they're so full and we're so full, they have to put another church right in the middle of the parking lot. Like, I, I pray that they, you know, come on, somebody. It's, it's not about living stones. It's about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. If they had longed for the country they came from, they could, could have gone back. Verse 16, but, somebody say but. but. Oh, I love when buts are in church. Come on, somebody. Come on, just gets my inner middle schooler out. You know what I'm saying? But they were looking for a better place, a heavenly homeland. That is why God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Listen, God has prepared a vision for Livingstone's Church. There's no question about it. He's shown us little tidbits, little bits here and there about what he wants to do. When we were driving into to, to the movie theater at the time, I remember God speaking and saying this is going to be the epicenter that I'm going to use for this area to empower people to go and do what I've been called them to do. And I was like, ah, Lord, we have a movie theater here. We can't, we can't empower anyone. Like, I was just like, this is, I don't see how this is going to happen with 30 people in the summer. And is anybody with me? What if? What if? Oh, my goodness, nobody would have thought we would be here right now and what we're doing. Come on, somebody. But God's got a bigger plan, doesn't he? God's got a bigger plan. God's got a bigger plan in the what if. We could go back to the old way of doing things, but I pray that we don't. You know, the old way of doing things, people couldn't watch online. Praise God for for a a whole nation to shut down where we had to figure something out. Is anybody online grateful that you can watch online? I mean, goodness gracious, it's so awesome. But that would have never happened if everything didn't go wrong. Come on we got to remember that we're building something for future generations. I love what Pastor Chelsea was sharing up here, t- talking about that's, that's what's going to keep the church going. It's, it's all about those ones there. It's the little ones that God cares about in kids' church. And when we think about those kids, their, their faith is going to grow. I got to speak last, last Tuesday at youth group, and I was talking to Hey, if you guys will believe for miracles, you'll see it happen. And they're looking at me like, really? I said, yeah, who, who's hurting your family? Who's hurting around your friends right now? Let's pray for them right now. Let's see God do a miracle. Because if we can teach them how to believe, there's no junior Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's still the Holy Spirit. He'll, he'll perform when somebody believes. Are you with me? When, when we start to pray and believe, and we believe together, God will come through. Amen? Oh. You know, I can't help but think about last summer. Last summer... We had this awesome thing where we got to merge with a, another church. Um, some pastors felt like they weren't able to keep going and asked us to take over their church. And, and i got to be honest with you, it was a little bit of a difficult time at that time. And, and, uh, and I remember one of the things that was really challenging for me is, is finding out there was a mess that needed to be cleaned up. You ever have to clean up somebody else's mess? Come on, parents. This is your chance to shine, right? Like, how many messes do we clean up, right? It's like when I ask my son to clean up his own mess, he's like, What? Are you kidding me? I never have to sweep the floor. I'm like, who do you think puts all that food and crumbs on the floor? <laughs> Mom. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <sighs> but I remember going into it, and I had, to, I had to clean up this mess. And this mess was a financial mess, and it was $13,000 that was owed to someone else that got spent somehow, way. and I don't think it was with ill intentions. I think sometimes we do things we shouldn't do when we don't have the money to do what we're supposed to do. Are you with me? Come on. And so I remember coming in. We had saved all this money. We'd only been a church for, I think, like six months or, or no, nine months at that time. We'd only been a church for nine months at that time, and we'd saved all this money. I had 30 grand in the bank, like saved money. I'm like, awesome. We're doing good, right? And I come in, and we're going to take over this church, and the first thing I hear is that there's $13,000 that needs to go somewhere so that God's name will not be Put in a negative light. Now the church was going to go under anyways, and so at the same time it could have just went into bankruptcy. And everybody, business wise, that's normal and and okay. Well, we just lost the business, and that's what it is. But there was something in me. Is there ever something in you that's like this? Just isn't right. This just isn't right. And I remember going in that moment, going, "This just isn't right." You know what? I've got money in the bank. Let's let's make sure that this other business out here gets paid, gets their money. And then they don't go, well, the church did this to me. Come on. Oh, it's about, it's about him. Are you with me? It's about him. It's not about any person's glory. It's about him. And I remember thinking, oh, I, as I wrote that check for $13,000 and went like, there it goes. And, and then I, of course, I, of course, I went back home and I was like, praise God. I got to make everything right, right? No, I went back to God and went, what the heck, Lord? Why did I have to clean up somebody else's mess? Are you with me? I was sitting there complaining to God. You know, we were doing 6 a.m. prayer over Zoom, and, and we're sitting there, and I'm sitting there going like, oh, my gosh. I'm talking to, to a couple guys, and I'm like, you know, I just had to do this thing. and it was I know it was the right thing to do, but it still stunk, and it just feels so awful. While I'm sitting there complaining, come on. This is, this is how much God loves us. Are you with me? While I'm sitting there complaining, I get an email from Elevation Church. Anybody know who Stephen Furtick is? I got an email from Elevation Church, and it says, hey, I remember months ago you had asked me for the building plans of our building, which I thought was the stupidest thing I could ever ask for. I'm like, what are they going to think? I'm probably going to bomb the place or something, right? Like, why? <laughs> who's going to just, hey, can I have your building plans, please? You know, like, no. But he said, but by the way, I, I wanted you to know here's the building plans for this building, and then here's the one for our newest building, too, in case you want a smaller building to start. And so I, I honored God's name. And he honored that by giving us $50,000 worth of building plans. There they are right there. That's, that, that's our 1,500-person auditorium right there. These are, these are all the, uh, the kids' rooms right here. One day, and it'll look just like this on the inside lobby. Only the colors will be yellow instead of orange. These are the little things that, by faith, God does something By faith, God does something. Listen, church, the building will come. The building will come. I was telling our men's men's breakfast this last Saturday, or was that yesterday? That was yesterday. Saturday was yesterday. I was telling our men, I said, you know what? I feel like God's holding the blessing back just like this until we get ourselves right. I said, if we can come to a place of repentance, come to a place where our heart is all for the Lord and we stop we stop trying to justify everything we do wrong. We stop trying to justify it. Come on, I know, I know a lot of men are just like me. As soon as, as soon as an accusation comes, we're making an excuse as to why that happened. Are you with me? Maybe the ladies are the same way. I don't know. But I believe that God is holding things back until the church decides to grow the way it's supposed to. If we can get our discipleship programs on point where we're raising up leaders and raising up people, I believe that the building and the land is coming. God has an intention for all of it, but not until we start to exercise our faith. Are you with me? Is anybody believing for that building? You saw it right there. It's already drawn up, ready to go. Are you with me? God's going to do it. God's going to do it, and you're going to get to see it. Hmm, who's excited? Here's point number two. I put my what if in the hands of God. What if, what if people believed God at his word? What if, what if we all decided that when God's word says that we are all ministers, that we started to be them? Come on. What if, what if what God said to us when we were at at a glorified movie theater actually happened? We see the epicenter of what God could do. What if? What if this little room right here is the leaders for the thousands of people that will come? What if? What if God, what if God could do a miracle? Come on, we've watched how many people healed from cancer in this place, how many people's joints healed in this place. Watch our friend come off of a ventilator, find out later that that's not supposed to happen. Come on, what if? What if we believe the Lord? What if, are you with me? What if your family member comes back to knowing God? What if, what if you would stop being afraid of letting the fire out instead of holding it in? What if? What if, what if this was the most excited church in all of the valley? Let the fire flow. Come on. I love that the Holy Spirit comes here and he spends his time here. I went and I prayed over every one of your chairs this morning. And as I was praying, I I felt just different things. And one of the things um, that I felt was this pain in my stomach. It was like kind of, I don't know, a few inches from my belly button up and to the left. I felt this pain right there. And it was while I was walking in this area right here. So I don't know if that's for someone in your family or what you've got going on. Is that somebody specific right here? Has anybody got pain in your gut? No? How about family member? A family member? Who's your family member? I know him? Yes, I do know him. That's right. Well, you know what? I believe that God can heal those things, and we can see God do it. So, Father God, we just pray over healing over the, that physical body right now in Jesus' name. God, to see that pain subside in the name of Jesus, and for you to do a work that only you can do. Father, we ask, God, that as he puts his faith in you, as he pours himself out for you, God, that you'd pour into him goodness and greatness and so much good things in and through his body. Father, we just thank you right now that you're moving in and through his life. In Jesus' name, amen. The other one I felt was in my, in my hands, kind of in my fingers. Um, is anybody dealing with an issue like uh, in your left hand? Right there, is that you? What you got, Eugene? mess you up well done well done. you know that's why he's coming to fight club now he's preparing for you he's coming back it's gonna be good father god i just thank you so much for eugene lord who you've called and created him to be and so lord we just pray over that pinky right now god that those little things in our life that sometimes seem like they're insignificant to us lord they're so important to you and, Lord, I know that you've called this family and this, this couple specifically for such a time as this. And so, Lord, I pray for a blessing to pour over them. I pray for a blessing to pour over their marriage, over their kids. And, God, for them to be the influential persons that you've called them to be. God, I just believe that your, your family is a, a family full of influencers. Whew. Influencers on every level. Oh, my goodness, there's just power in all of your kids, and there's just something in you that's going to be that influencer that people need in such a time as this. So, God, I just bless them to be and become all that you've called and asked them to be, and, Lord, I pray that 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 pinky be healed right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody, letting God do what he does. I put my what if in the hands of God. What if? What if I get sick? What if I fall off my bike? What if? You know what? But what if God, what if God overcomes? What if God makes a way? Come on. What if, what if, you know what? One of my favorite, favorite doubters. Do you have a favorite doubter in the Bible? Doubting Thomas. Anybody like doubting Thomas? I like doubting Thomas. We're going to go into John chapter 20, verse 27. It says, then he said to Thomas, put your fingers here and look at my hands. Put your hand into the wound in my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe, verse 28. My Lord, my God, Thomas exclaimed. Verse 29, then Jesus told him, you believe because you've seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. Come on. I believe that we will see that campus happen one day. I believe that we'll see thousands of people coming and being empowered to go and do what God has called and created them to do. I believe that we're going to create an environment of faith an environment of generosity. Environment of people who will see God and, and believe him at his word. Are you with me? I believe. Do you believe with me? Mm. I hear a few people are like, I believe. I really believe. You know what? And some of us were like, I believe, but help me with my unbelief. Help me with my unbelief. I know people have said, oh, you're doing church in a school. That's cute. That's cute. You know, like people aren't going to want to go to the school and sit up and tear down. They're not going to want to do that. You know what? I know churches are halfway across the world that set up and tear down in a whole Colosseum. Did you know that? Thousands of people go to the Colosseum to go to church. And hundreds of people go there to serve and set up and tear down. We will see it here. We will see it here because we're so focused on building people and not building buildings. Come on. The building will come because the people have been built. Are you with me? Build the person next to you you don't know what they're going through, you don't know how hard things are, build the person next to you. Help them believe in who God says that they are. Because if they believe in who God says they are, and you believe who God says they are, and then we bring another person in here and say, hey, guess what? God says that you're more than a conqueror, that you're the head and not the tail, that you're above and not beneath. God says. Oh, and then they help them believe, gosh, what will happen to this place? What if, what if we exercise our faith in a completely different way? Like Doubting Thomas here, he only believed because he saw. I tell you what, there will be people who come years from now and walk into a building where thousands of people go. And you know what? They'll believe. They'll believe that it's possible to build a church in this area because they'll see it. They'll walk into it. But blessed are those who believe without seeing. Blessed are those that believe when you can look at the curtain going up one more time and you look at putting that chair out one more time or setting up all the kids' stuff one more time and you're going, I just don't know. I don't know if I can see it. Listen, one day when somebody walks in the building and goes, wow, it's gorgeous in here. What an amazing church this is. And then you'll be able to say, you should have seen it when we were putting up curtains. You should have seen it when we were setting out chairs. Oh, you should have seen it when, when we were meeting in houses for men's group and women's group and youth group. You should have seen it. Because you know what? We saw this before it happened. That's why it happened. Are you with me? When you can see things through the eye of the Holy Spirit, see things through what God wants to do and how he wants to do it, then all of a sudden those things are not too big. Come on, somebody. We're going to build that discipleship program first, build the people up first, build the leaders up first, because we're going to need the right leaders to be able to carry the vision. Are you with me? Back to Hebrews eleven thirty-two. 32. How much more do I need to say? Gosh, what if I preach like that? huh? How much more do I need to say? Come on, you guys get it already. It would have taken too long to recount the stories of faith of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Japheth, David, Samuel, and all the prophets. Verse 33 By faith, these people overthrew kingdoms, ruled with justice, and received what God had promised them. They shut the mouths of lions, quenched the flames of fire, and escaped death by the edge of the sword. Their weakness turned to strength. They became strong in battle and put the whole armies to flight. Women received their loved ones back again from death. These are the stories that will be told about you. About this church. About the miracle after miracle after miracle that happened that only God could do. They received their husbands close to death. We sent out armies to battle. Come on. AJ's working on uh, getting ready to to do some more outreach stuff and get out there and and do some street witnessing. Who likes to do that kind of stuff? Who gets fired up about going out and telling people about Jesus? All of you are scared. That's all right. That's all right. Thank you for volunteering. I meant whoever doesn't raise their hand just volunteered to be a part of that team. You know how much it will grow your faith when you start taking your eyes off of yourself and you put your eyes on somebody else? Oh, goodness gracious, I know. Well, we're not all called to be evangelists. It's not my gifting. <laughs> What's your gifting, stacking chairs? Like, come on, like, like come on, let's, let's seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You know why we are not all called to be evangelists? Because not all of us can see Jesus the way that he was meant to be seen. When we start to see Jesus the way he was meant to be seen, you can't stop talking about him. You can't stop talking about because of what he's done. You know what he's done for my family? Oh, he took my family and put it in a different direction. Oh, we can believe for so much more. I've seen him do healings. I've seen him do so much. I, I just can't stop talking about him. That's all evangelism is. Let's just talk about him. What did he do? What did he do at church? Hey, I was sitting there and he, I watched the, the guy pray for this guy and God healed him right there. It just happened. Guy cussed in church because he healed him. It's okay, raise your hand, Dante. That was, that was Dante. Dude, cussed church, just like that. He's like, I figured you'd do it every once in a while. Pastor, it's okay, right? I'm just teasing. But come on, man. Like, God will heal you right there. He, that guy walked in with a wrist brace on and sitting there praying, and all of a sudden, holy shh. Pulled that wrist brace off and didn't need it anymore. God is real and he's really moving today. How much more do I need to say? Miracle after miracle after miracle. These are all the things that are going to happen. When you start to look at things from the past and you look forward. Are you with me? When you look back, it's like, oh, wow, look how far we've come. Well, then look at it from right now. How far will we go? How far will we go? What if we could see just far enough to go, God, I believe you at your word. I I was marching over this land over here, $7 million for the land. Oh, my gosh, people think we're crazy. Crazy. But I'm believing that God's going to make a way. God's going to make a way. We're going to get the land. We're going to be able to put a building on it. We're going to see thousands of people come to Jesus because of it. Amen. I don't care what everybody else says. Are you with me? Like, like when we're looking at Abraham and Abraham is leaving his home for a land that God promised. Where's the land? We haven't seen it, Abraham. Where is it, buddy? Where's that promise that God gave you? Still waiting on it, aren't we? Come on. You got friends like me, don't you? I got pastor friends like, Pastor Justin, have you done the school church thing long enough yet? Or are you going to get like a little building? No. God promised us a big building. He didn't promise a little Billy. I'm not going to settle for the little. What, are you kidding me? Like, I'm just going to settle right here? That, that's like an Ishmael. Are you with me? I'm not going to do it. But when we just believe God for Isaac, when we believe God for that promise, come on, that, 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 that God's going to do something so much bigger, come on, somebody. Whew, just, it just gets exciting, doesn't it? Mm. Here's point number three for my note takers. I choose the what if of faith over the what if of fear. I choose the what if of faith over the what if of fear. Do you know that it takes the same amount of faith to be scared of something that it does to believe in something? What is faith? The evidence of things hoped for from things not seen. What is it that we're believing that something bad is going to happen? It's the evidence of things not seen. I haven't seen this bad thing happen, but what if it does? And then we take that the other direction and go, well, if, if I can believe for what might happen in a bad way, can I believe for what might happen in a good way? Can I believe God at what might happen? If I believe God at His Word and when He says that I'm more than a conqueror and I walk in, I'm like, well, I'm going to have that meeting with my boss and I feel, feel like He's going to let me go, but instead they give you a raise because of the way you walked in the room. They're like, well, Man, maybe I mis- misunderstood. You're more of a leader than I thought. You've got you've got a backbone. Goodness gracious. You know what? May- instead of instead of sitting down here, I don't maybe it was your boss that wanted to fire you. I'm going to I'm going to promote you to his job because I need somebody like you. Come on, somebody. What if? What if God did something bigger? What if God did something greater for your life? Come on. What if God moved just a little bit further than you thought he could? Would the battle look different? Would the way you approach the battle look different? What if I follow God and I'm let down by somebody at the church? What if? What if another person hurts me like they did last time? What if? What if I open myself up and they laugh at me? What if? What if I I became their best friend and they they screwed me over like the last person? I've still got wounds in my back that haven't healed. I don't know if I'm ready to trust another person. Are you with me? What if? But what if, what if, what if you meet your best friend? You see, we're so busy cleaning up the wounds in our back that we can't even see that our new best friend is standing right in front of us, willing to help, willing to be there for you. Come on. What if, what if you became a part of a church and you had enough faith to start serving? And then he started building relationships and building friendships and start, uh, am I right, Tony? Come on, right? He's like, dude, I, I believed and I stood in it and now I sit on that, on that throne back there and I pound things out and I nail down the devil every single week. Come on. What if we believe God and his word and that the body is supposed to be connected? But what if what the CDC said, and we're not supposed to be six feet away from people. That's what we're supposed to. What if? What if? What if the church stood up on faith and we watched God do amazing things? You know what? I, I've, I've declared war on the devil so many times. That guy keeps trying to punch me over and over and over again. But you know what? We still win. We still win. Weeks ago when, when a whole bunch of people got COVID, we were like, oh, my gosh, is anybody ever going to come to church again? And here we are celebrating two years because we went through one thing by faith two things by faith three things by faith four things by faith i don't even remember how many things anymore are you with me oh the things keep happening but i keep stepping up and i see god move again when somebody comes at you and they say man why are you so excited don't you know that the world's in turmoil not my world not my world not the people in my world, because I spend time with people who love Jesus. I spend time with people who believe in faith with me. I spend time with people who iron sharpens iron, and we're going to believe for greater things. I believe. Are you with me? What if? What if? What if? 1 wow. John 4.4 says, But you belong to God, my dear children. Worship team, you can come out. You're awesome. You can make me sound holy. That was funny, huh, Charles? But you belong to God, my dear dear children. Those people. Because the spirit who lives in you is greater than Come on. We've read that verse. But how can we go from reading the verse to living the verse? If we can live that verse, you're dear children of God. You've already won the victory. Why are you moping around? Why are we moping around scared for our kids to ride their bicycles? Why are we moping around wondering if things are going to work out, if God's actually going to come through? He hasn't failed yet. He's not going to fail now. Are you with me? Right? You can walk around excited when things start to go wrong. Oh, he's setting up the story now. It's going to get good. Oh, you better watch. God's going to do something. Right? You can get excited when things start to get wrong and wrong and wrong. Worse and worse and worse. And you go, "Mm." oh, man, this is going to be a heck of a comeback story. Woo! Oh, I thought it was bad before, but (laughs) it's going to be so good. Are you with me? That faith in Jesus, to watch Jesus come through again. And he's going to be looking down on you and he's like, you're still excited? Even after that, you're still excited? Oh my gosh, Father, can we get even a bigger blessing? Because this is amazing, watching my son, watching my daughter believe in me so much that they don't look at their circumstances anymore. They don't look at the things going wrong around them anymore. They're so enamored by who we are. Are you with me? What if, what if our eyes were no longer on our circumstances and our eyes were always on Jesus? Always on Jesus. When your eyes are always on Jesus, you stop going to those websites you're supposed to. When your eyes are always on Jesus, you stop judging that person next to you.
1: When your eyes are always on
2: Jesus, you stop being afraid. I'll be honest with you, I I, I don't like being an introvert because it gives me an excuse not to go out and touch people's lives. I remember, I'm going to go off camera for a second. I apologize. I remember before service would start, and back then I'd either be singing up there on the team or or maybe just doing the tithe message, and I'd sit back there and I'd be so scared out of my mind. I'm going to stand in front of all these people. I don't know. What are they going to think? What are they going to say? What's going to happen? What if I say something stupid? Oh, Lord Jesus. And I'd sit there and I'd go, Lord, use me. Use me for your glory. Use me for how you want to use me. Lord, help me to step out of my own way so that you can bless people's lives and then walk out onto that stage and go, okay, here we go. I'm going to worship the King of Kings. I'm going to preach a word. I'm going to bring a message. I'm going to believe God in His word. I don't think that every person is an introvert. I think a lot of us just haven't been able to see who God says we are yet. you're shy, God will do even greater things through you. If you're scared of people, God will do even greater things through you. I'm not as pretty as them. I don't look like that person. I'm not as well spoken. God will use you. Anybody think John the Baptist was a good looking guy? Just say no. It's theologically strong that he was probably not a good looking guy eating bugs and sitting out in the wilderness not taking showers. He's not a good looking guy. Are you with me? Yet, he was the most powerful preacher in the area until Jesus. Most influential. Had tons of people fall. Got arrested regularly for preaching. There's, there's one who comes after me. There's one who comes after me whose sandals I'm not wor- worthy to lose. And he would preach and he'd preach with bug breath. Are you with me? I remember in like, like pastor's training type stuff, like sitting in the back room with one of my pastors and he says, you should probably carry mints around with you. Just saying. You want to lay people out in the spirit, not from your breath. And then I'm like, what about John the Baptist? Like this dude's got breath like grasshoppers. Like come on. Listen, God will use you if you make yourself available. I've often asked God, why me, Lord? And you know what he says? You're available. I can use you. There might be somebody smarter. There might be somebody better. But you know what? They're not available. We're too busy. We're too much about busyness instead of about the Father's business. Are you with me? Oh, man, that's probably a message for another day we can give up busyness who 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 controls your calendar you or Jesus we thought it was us until March of last year then all of a sudden something was dictated by something else come on but if we really think about it my life is yours every breath is yours God how do you want to use me today what do you want me to do today I'm, aw- I'm, I'm just an awestruck that you gave me breath again today, Lord, to go out and share your good news. God never said that life would not be a battle. He just promised that with Him, you win. God never said that life would not be a battle. He just promised that if you do it with him, you'll win. You'll win. Is anybody battling something in here today? A few things. Health stuff, financial stuff, worry, anxiety, fear. He never said that you wouldn't have a battle. He just said that with him, you win. 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 Yeah, you win. With Him, you win. All things are possible through Him who gives me strength. All things. Build a church in a town that everyone says it can't be done. You win because God said. Going in for that job opportunity, you win because God said. Getting over that addiction, you win because God said. Come on. No one in your family's ever accomplished anything. Anybody on that side of their tracks has never amounted to anything. With God, you win. You win. You win. You win. Oh, he's redefining history. You win. You win. What if we trust him? You win. I want to tell you that's the end of the book. I hated reading in high school. Where, where are my high school kids at? You like reading? You need to learn to like reading, okay? it's really good for you. I hated reading. I read cliff notes, don't tell anybody. And I'd read the end to find out what happened. You know what? I did the same thing when I got this book in my hands. You know what it says in the end? He wins. He wins. In every gospel as He's sitting there and on the cross He says, it is finished. There's nothing that will hold you back from God. Nothing that you've ever done, that you'll ever do, will hold you back from Jesus. He loves you so much. He put his hands on that cross. He said, if there's a different way, I'd like to do it. But if there isn't, God's will be done. It is finished. You win. You win. You win. There's somebody in here this morning, you don't feel like a winner. I know what that feels like. I've dealt with a lot of depression in my life. And if that's you this morning, maybe maybe you're contemplating, is my life even worth living? Is it worth even getting up this morning? Why didn't he give breath to someone else? Why did he give it to me? If that's you this morning, I want to tell you there's so much purpose for your life. If you're watching online and you're you're, you're a part of this whole thing, there's so much purpose for your life. There's so much purpose. God doesn't put breath in lungs that don't have purpose. If you're here this morning and you haven't given your life to Jesus, today's your day. Today's your time. You'll be able to remember the balloons were to celebrate you. What God wanted to do in and through you. So if you're here this morning and you haven't yet given your life to Jesus with every head bowed and every eye closed this is this is between you and Jesus right now. He's looking at you. You can see yourself standing there and Jesus is looking at you going, "My son, my daughter, I've been waiting for you. I love you. I don't like what everyone has done to you and it's not okay with me. I just want you to be in my arms." And I want to tell you that I love you. And that you were worth every minute on that cross. Every minute. I'd do it again. So if that's you this morning, you're like, I want that. I want to have that life with Jesus. I want to have faith of my own. I want to live my what if in a completely different way. If that's you this morning, just raise your hand real high for me. I'm going to pray for you. No one's looking around. They're not looking at you. This is between you and him. This is your new beginning. This is where things shift. This is where things change. We're going to close the last chapter of the book, and we're going to open up a new one where God does new things in your life, and you come out victorious. Who is that this morning? Raise your hand real high. See, that's me. For those that are watching online, on the interactive site, you can push a little button that says raise my hand. I want to give my life to Jesus. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, just put something in the comments. Let us know that, hey, I'm giving my life to Jesus. But you want to pray something like this. Lord Jesus, I give my life to you today. I thank you for dying for me, and I thank you for raising again on the third day. Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. Help me to be more like you, and cleanse me from the inside out. Lord, I want to be made a new creation today. And I commit my whole life from this day forward to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, lift up a shout in this place. Come on. Come on. Come on. Michelle, is that you sneaking in the back there? I love you, girl. You're awesome. that Michelle you can go give her a hug if you want who thinks it's time for in and out 11 29 and 37 seconds if you need prayer there'll be a line at in and out we can pray over you in line I'm just kidding. If you need prayer for anything, come and see one of our leaders. Come and see one of our pastors. We would love to pray with you and agree with you and pray over you. Happy two years, Livingstone's Church. Our God is so good. We can go right out this door. So I'll have somebody, if you guys wouldn't mind leading them in that direction. And uh, we can go right out that door, have some in and out Enjoy. We love you. Having a great week. in and out is free, by the way. You don't have to pay for it. Go and enjoy. Love you.